So this here is going to be a two-part discussion with my boy Cameron. Um, the first one, we were really just talking about the Warriors, the state of the NBA, and whatever else came to mind. On the second part, if you're listening on Anchor, you're going to have some music. Break that, that part up. But we are, uh, we're going to be definitely talk about Melo and where he best fits. So call in. Hit up my my VMs. And let us know what y'all think. I really want to know what you all think about Melo to the to the Rockets. That's where we both agree, but we don't think he deserves to be in the league anymore, or be a starter in the league rather. What it is, yo? What's up? This is your host of Real Talk Sports, Deontay Smith, and once again, I got my boy Cameron with me, and today we're gonna to be discussing. Carmelo Anthony, and where we think he best fits, but we both agree that he doesn't deserve to be on any roster in the NBA. At all. Uh, well, at least as a starter. We can say as a starter. Um, he has too much pride to go take come off the bench, which is probably going to end up shorting his career towards the end. Um, we're also going to touch on Pac-Man Jones, what the fight in Atlanta's airport, the busiest airport in America. Um, see, we're going to see what that, uh, what that fight means for the rest of his, what's left of his career, because he's a 32-year-old free agent, and camp's about to start in a couple weeks. And if you hear some background noise, that's with my daughter, um, playing with a subway sack at the moment. All right, Cam, so let's, uh, let's kick it off. Where do you see, well, we know he's going to Houston. There's, that's mostly where all the talk is, but does he really fit in Houston? Uh, I wouldn't say he fits in Houston as well as he could fit somewhere like Denver. But I, I think that's just kind of his only option. That's where uh, that's where I think everything's just going is he's going to go to Houston. They got rid of Bariza, kind of opened up some space to sign him. Um, I really think he's going to be a downgrade to their team, though. Um, just too ball heavy, a lot of shots. He's taking shots away from Chris Paul. James Harden, I, I really don't see him helping out Houston at all. But, I mean, it's pretty much a lock that he'll be going there at this point. You think uh, Miami would be a good fit for him? Mm. They have a lot of young talent. Um, but, this once again, him coming off the bench won't be an option to, for him. For him yeah. But you see Dwayne Wade is willing to come off the bench in Miami. Um, and he still comes in is able to close games. So if he just has to get over, get over himself, he's got to get out of his own way. Yeah, but I feel like Carmelo's been in his own way since he entered the league. See, all right. So he started in Denver, um, and then he, he wanted he asked he wanted out to go to a larger market. So he ended up in New York. But the reason they were the reason they sucked was because they gave up everybody that he could have been good with. Just get to him. get him, yeah. yeah. So that's, and that's similar to, like, the Kawhi thing. I don't want the Lakers to to give up so much. So much. And just then they end up Kawhi like the LeBron. Yeah, just end up like then, the Knicks. Then everybody's going to say, you know, LeBron doesn't have help. <laughs> and we're going to be on back on the same bandwagon as when he's at the Cavs. All right, that was, a, is that what, one LeBron mention? We're going to try to keep it to a minimum of, like, three. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody's been talking about LeBron. Yeah. That's two. Uh... We don't like to glorify that guy. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why you got beef with him. Uh, but but 
we digress. Uh, so, I think Houston is going to be the best fit for him just because they play a lot of iso ball. Melo likes to play iso ball. Um, now, him off of the ball, I feel like he can be a spot-up shooter. But in OKC, he didn't show that he could be a spot-up shooter anymore. I think he's aging. He's not aging gracefully because um, he's losing his legs. And usually he's already a defensive liability. He's yeah, he been did. a defensive liability. Yeah, he... That's why I just don't see him being a great fit in Houston. Granted, I, I think that's where he's going. I'm pretty sure that's kind of how it's all working out. But I just, I really see Houston's taking a step back here. Um, you know, giving Chris Paul the money they just gave him. Clint Capella, he's young, he deserves it. But giving him what they just gave him, I feel like to, to do all this to sign Melo just is kind of putting them almost behind the Lakers. I, I think the Lakers with LeBron and all the young talent Mm-hmm. are right there on the level of Houston. Whereas in last year, Houston, you know, there's no telling what would have happened if Chris Paul didn't get hurt. And like I think that's been the, the, the narrative for Chris Paul's whole career. What could have been just because, like, with the Clippers, they were always really good during the regular season. Yep. And then he, something would happen yeah. down the stretch. Exactly. Um, and then, like, man, just imagine what, what they what could have done. Could have so, yeah. so that that's pretty much been the narrative as far as he goes. And that's why I also think just that much money. Why didn't Chris Paul could have taken a little less money to maybe keep Ariza or just keep some of the guys in tags. Um, right. Considering he is a liability as far as a whole season goes. Yeah. Granted, Chris Paul's obviously good. Um, shows that every year. But, again, every year he can't stay healthy. He's not there the whole season. Or if he is, he's not there for some of the playoffs. And he went out in the biggest game of his yeah. career last year. I, and going back to the playoffs, I feel like Chris Paul should have given it a go. Because you only got one shot. Exactly. Because I feel like even if they were able to win that game seven and he like tears his hamstring from the bone, they he still gets to rink at the end of the season. Because they were better than the Cavs. They were, yeah. yeah, they were better than the Cavs. Even with just James Harden. And that team was going to beat the Cavs. Right. Speaking of that, kind of off topic here, but I would say, just thinking about Chris Paul being hamstringed with injuries the whole time, um, and Kyrie is kind of the same way as a guard. Like, he's always hurt. So, you want to, we'll touch on Kyrie towards the end after we talk about Patrick and Jones going to kind of sandwich football between um, basketball. But I, I think we both agree that. He doesn't deserve to be on a roster as a starter, but he could potentially excel in the system that the that the Houston Rockets have. Just because they 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 are all about ball stopping, and that's that's kind of what his game is. And if you start looking at like Melo as a brand, because that's really what what motivates him to go wherever he goes. That's what motivated him to go to New York. Yeah, I think because um, I mean money motivated him to re-sign OKC yeah, exactly. which would have been stupid for him not to but I, I just feel like he he's not he doesn't love basketball like like LeBron would love basketball like Chris Paul loves basketball yeah um I'm not saying he's in, he's in it for the wrong reason but he just doesn't have that love for for the game that's why he's never got that's why he's never gotten much better at anything 
that he that he's done. Yeah, his skill sets kind of yeah, stay the same skill, since college exactly. almost. You look at Chris Paul when he first came in, he wasn't much of a shooter. Now he can spot up shoot. Yeah. Uh, you look at Dwayne Wade, his whole career he wasn't a great outside shooter, but he can knock it down the clutch and yeah. he became a better mid range shooter. And uh, LeBron, like, not LeBron, sorry, oh, that's three. There. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, like Carmelo, his uh, his defensive liability didn't always have to be a liability um you could tell like when he was younger if he would have really tried in defense like he he could be a defensive stopper and still can but he you could tell he just never cared enough like you said he didn't have the love for the game to drive throughout the offseason to work on his physique and just really be a two-way player see i was really excited about hoodie mellow when he because because I was like, man, Hoodie Mello's going to show up in OKC. But it just wasn't the, wasn't that guy. And I think, um, and you can kind of tell in his body that he he hasn't really taken it serious. Because as exactly. you get older, it's much harder to knock off weight. Exactly. Um, and he's just not in that. He doesn't train year-round. That, that's what I say about yeah. the whole, like, just not having the love for the game. Um, you know, like, just he comes into the season fairly heavy. Kind of stays heavy throughout the season, it seems right. like now. Um, whereas in if he really cared, he, he would have to be lighter to be a two-way player. Um, I don't think he's ever really cared to be a two-way player. Mm-hmm. Like, personally, um, he just wants to score, and he wants to make millions of dollars to he, barely score these days. In hindsight, he should have stayed in the West, I mean in the East, because I think the East was more kind to his style of play because you don't have a whole lot of big men. But when you look at, if you want to put him in a starting five, you're looking at... What CP three, uh, Harden, Capella, Capella, uh, maybe PJ Tucker, yeah. uh, as a as a four or if five. If you put him there, yeah, he's a. You you might want to put Melo at three, but yeah. but threes are getting so athletic. Like small forwards getting so athletic now that he he. I don't want to say he's not a great. He's not a good defender at all, but he's not. He, he's done. He just doesn't have the heart on defense. That's where I think he takes too many plays off. And if you're on that type, that caliber of a team, you can't take the plays off. Like, yeah. Like, Carmelo thinks he can. All right, so let's, uh, let's switch it up. Let's talk about, let me see, Adam Pacman Jones and his, uh, his little fiasco in the airport. What it is, yo? What's up? It's your host of Real Talk Sports, and I got my boy Cam here with me. About to have an open discussion about the state of the NBA. Now, I personally, I believe that super teams are bad for the NBA. I think the conference imbalance is bad for the NBA, and uh, he disagrees. So, I understand that the Warriors were built organically, but I still feel like they're setting a precedent by signing these free agents that it's going to be tough to reverse because there's only so much talent in the NBA. So, like, why do you think it's not so bad what the Warriors are doing? I think it's okay what the Warriors are doing because it creates more teams to try to go out and seek the talent to reach the higher end of the salary cap. Um, it'll also lead to eventually the what you're kind of saying about the conference imbalance of Instead of doing eight from the east, eight from the west, it will lead to a just top 16 teams make it. 
So that way, you know, you have just the star-studded teams making the playoffs instead of a bunch of eight scrubs from the East coming in. So, you know. So, like, last year they did the 1 through 16. The finals, I think, would have been the Golden State Warriors versus the Houston Rockets. And that would have been a better finals than watching LeBron and company get swept. Exactly. So, but nobody in the East is going to say, all right, I'm cool with the 1 through 16 because they don't want to lose out on that playoff money. They so like, cool with so, it. so how do you, but how do you make it balancing it? It's like you look at the top twelve players in in the NBA. About eleven of them are in. I the only player in the top twelve that I can think of is Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I said his name right in the East. Yeah, yeah. Um, name, name Kyrie. Kyrie. I don't think he's top twelve. What? He's not top twelve. Kyrie is not top twelve. Kyrie is not top twelve. All right, well. Because we got LeBron, about, bro. LeBron, <laughs> uh, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Um, I already said James Harden. Yeah. All right, James Harden. Then we got barely get out the top five. Giannis bro. Antetokounmpo. <laughs> <laughs> so you think Giannis is better than Kyrie as an overall player? Yes. Oh my gosh. Dude, all right. So are you saying that Kyrie's better because he can do more? Like, proving himself too. Yeah, but he also dribbles the air out of the ball. He's detrimental to the youth, the growth of the youth. Because I'm pretty sure if he was on that team last year, you wouldn't have seen Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier, all them guys go off. You wouldn't have seen that just because he dominates the ball too much. That's true. I don't know though. We'll see. We'll see how this year goes. I was gonna be horrible this year. Nah, yeah, you're gonna be asking him for him to be traded for Kawhi. That's how bad it's gonna be. I wouldn't want quiet either. Why not? Because I like the team we have. So if you can give up Kyrie and draft picks for Kawhi, you wouldn't do it? Probably not. Because I know you don't want to let go of the core, like the young core. Yeah, I like the young core. I like Gordon Hayward coming back. Um, I think we just need another solid big. You got uh, below the rim Al Horford. He's Al like Horford. a former all-star. Yeah, I want an above the rim player. <laughs> And then, well, uh, you know, some dominant shot blocker or something. I think we'd be all right. Y'all just got the Robert Williams kid from uh, Texas A&M. But he's having, like, issues showing up to work on time. But he's, like, pretty decent in the, in the summer league. But, like, speaking of the summer league, Trey Young looks straight trash. Yeah, people are so excited about this man. He is trash. All right. Because I, I always said that Colin Sexton was a better guard than him coming out. But that's beside the point. So, if you name your top five teams or name top six five. teams that can make it into the playoffs over the – over the uh, like, if we were to do the top 16 teams, my bad. Okay. Name all the top 16 teams you think will be in the playoffs. Wow. Because we got – we know the Warriors. So, the Warriors, the Rockets. The Rockets you'd probably the say – The Celtics. The Celtics for sure. Now, uh, though, you're going to say, like – I mean, the Pelicans are going to make it. Um, the Jazz. Jazz, okay. Um, I would say the Lakers are going to make it now with Braun. Yeah. Um, let's see who else. The Raptors make it. The Raptors are going to make it. Um, the Wizards, do they make it? I think the Wizards make it. You think so? Yeah, because they just got Dwight Howard. I think, But I think they're going to end up trading Randy 
Brandon, a Bradley Beal. But see, that's what I'm saying. Still, like, there's still going to be probably six teams from the East come in. But it's not competitive. It's not going to be competitive. It's going to be sweeps galore whenever you get to the finals. And I see that being like that for, like, the next three or four years. Or as long as... Yeah, yeah, you're saying keeping it East versus West. Yeah, if you were to keep it East versus West... Yeah, it's going to be a lot of sweeps right now. And that's not good for basketball. No, it's not good for revenue or anything. Less revenue, less players. Less you can offer. So... Would you rather see a player like Boogie Cousins in the East, or he's not, or he's not even enough to bring the East to where it's like competitive? They but, would need like a KD to go to the East. Yeah, that, the main thing I would say is the West is too top superstar heavy. Yeah. Or like you know, instead of having superstars divided up, I would say the top five players are in the West, and that's the problem. That's where everybody wants to see. That's where like LeBron kept them. Um, kept the East relevant because LeBron was still in the East. Now you've got LeBron, KD, Steph, um, you know, who else do you want to say? Clay top Thompson? Oh, no, he's not, he's not Yeah, no. But I'm saying all your top people, James Harden, Chris Paul, like all your top people are in the West. You got Anthony Davis in the West. You got who you got in the East? Uh, You're saying Giannis and Kyrie. Kyrie. And so they're say DeMar DeRozan, but he's not a superstar. No, he's not a super. He's a B, like a B list, I would say. B list. You've got like your A list, which are like like KDs, the LeBrons. So are you putting Embiid and Simmons? Are they top top five? Top five. In the East, yeah. In the East, yeah. Oh yeah, the Sixers would probably make it. Speaking of, we didn't say the Sixers. Sixers But um, are they top five in the East? Yeah, those two players are they top five in the East as far as players close to it. Close to it. See, yeah, I think they're right there. I think Joel Embiid is, is top five. And ben Simmons is gonna be. Yeah, that's how ben I see right now. But he doesn't have a jump shot. I don't think he'll ever get a jump shot because he he's never gonna have to shoot because yeah. he can get to the rim so easy against smaller guards. Exactly. But all right, so who who you think is more important to the Warriors, Draymond Green or Clay Thompson? Because they're both coming up like free agency is coming up for them next year, so they're free agency. I would say they could lose Clay Thompson, but they can't lose Draymond. So you can replace a shooter, but you can't replace a defensive, like a defensive anchor. Uh, not so much as the shooter. It's just Clay. I really don't know, man, because Clay comes up clutch so much when it's he might not be doing anything, but yeah. when they're you know some team makes a run, Clay is the one to drop a three. He hasn't done anything else just to, like, kind of silence the crowd, silence that team, kind of keep some... I don't know, man. He's like a silent shooter, really. Like, he has games he can go off. Silent sniper. Silent assassin. All right, so... But then there's games he just, like, doesn't do anything, which he'll also be the one to kind of keep them where they need to be. But also, Draymond's intensity you just can't bring from anybody else, really. Something he kind of brings the whole spirit to the entire team. Yeah, he's really redeveloped. He he's re, I want to. He's reshaped his game since since college. Yeah. Um. Now, I I can definitely. Well, all right. How, what would you do if would the Lakers be that much of a, a favorite in the West if they were to get Clay Thompson from? I don't know. It depends. Like to me, Clay's he's a shooter, obviously. But we'll see like how much of a product of the system at like Golden State he is. Yeah. Because there's so much, especially right now. Now, granted, back in the day, there was Draymond, Clay, and Steph, and that was it. But now you've got KD. You know, especially this year, they're going to have Boogie Cousins. 
Like they're just gonna be able to spread the floor. Everybody can shoot. All five can shoot. Draymond would probably be the worst shooter on the floor right now. Okay. Even compared to like Boogie Cousins. That's a scary. That's, that's a scary, scary thought, that's a scary right? Five. Yeah. But, so I would say when he goes to another, I would say with LeBron, he'll be expected to do a little more. Like right now, he's kind of just a, a shooter. Mm-hmm. But with LeBron, he's going to be expected to be the clay that drops, you know, 27 and a quarter at times or whatever yeah. he did. I, but LeBron has always been surrounded by shooters. By shooters. So I feel like Clay Thompson would fit in. But the Lakers good. aren't going with that mentality. They're going with playmakers. So all right. So they're going like ISO. Yeah. Guys. Where I don't see Clay as much of a playmaker. He can be, but I really he's a he's really just a shooter. No, I feel like we just haven't seen him have to be have that. to be that guy. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. And, but I'd be scared if I'd be scared to give him like Max. Max dollars, max dollars, just in case he doesn't pan out, just like yeah. Chandler Parsons, because he had yeah. like two bomb knees, and now the, the Grizzlies were stuck with that that money. Um, now I feel like I feel like LeBron. Do you think LeBron will win a ring with the Lakers? I just feel like that's the narrative. I feel like I, it's it's meant to be. I, but now nah, that will that put him over the top as far as the goat conversation goes? Because he did both conferences, three different teams. No, because to me, you've got so many bailouts, I feel like, with the Ray Allen three, mm-hmm. the Kyrie three. Um, realistically, he was the first team to really put a super team together to chase rings. The Celtics I would did say it the first. Celtics did it first, <laughs> but they also put older, like the old heads together. So they were the old heads balling on the young kids, whereas in LeBron put him, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh all pretty much in their prime. D-Wade maybe a little bit out of it just because bum knees. He was still pretty peak. Yeah, but, like, you know, his knees just been getting worse throughout his career. But I would say, like, that was the first team to really put three in their prime. And, by the way, they lost to Dirk, just Dirk. So, you know, I'm going to have to. how my Dirk tastes. So I'm going to have to go with, you know, now he's not the GOAT. He'll never be the GOAT. He can win two in L.A. He's still not going to be the GOAT. Now, granted, he's the best point forward, best small forward, whatever you want to call him, but he'll never beat Jordan. See, I, I feel like I feel like if he wins a ring there and he can – I feel like if he can win a ring there and set them up to win or be competitive after his career – People would think a lot more of LeBron. They'd be like, man, he really put the Lakers in a good place. I think the Lakers being talked about or being in the playoffs and stuff like that is good for basketball. I think it's good for basketball, too. And I think that's the one thing that I I agree with is it's good for the Lakers to be relevant in basketball because when, you know, the Lakers are good, you get so many more people interested in basketball. The amount of revenue now that's just going into basketball is much more – you know, it's always good to have your big market franchises matter because you, all your small markets, as great as they are, it's good to have the small markets, but they're not what really propels the league. I now, feel like forward. But you, so if if things stay the way they are and the the young players for the Lakers can can blossom and the young players from the Celtics can blossom, we can see like Celtics Lakers. That's what I was. I, kinda, I feel like that'd be great for basketball. I think that's what's gonna it's happen. A retro. Like old school rivalry that was brought back in 2010. Yeah, you know, so I feel like it's it's always good to have the rivalries brought back. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, with the young talent of the Celtics, I think they're going to get there, especially now that LeBron's left the East. I don't really see anybody standing in the Celtics' way, to be honest. Unless you're completely right. Alright, we're going to forget he said that. Um, But unless you're right about Kyrie really completely changing the chemistry of that team, which, I mean, it could happen, but still, even if you change the chemistry of the team, you've got Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, which is going to be a different dynamic, and I still see that dynamic winning out in the East. So it might not be the the Jalen Brown and all the young kids killing it, but it's going to be, it's, you know. See, I feel like it's going to be a Kyrie and a Gordon Hayward show. So is it Kyrie's team or Gordon Hayward's team? Kyrie's. It's always Kyrie's team. So in my mind, Kyrie left. What's tattooed in my head is Kyrie with the Cavs when they were his team before LeBron. And they were a lot they were a lottery team. Now I know that he has a better coach in Brad Stevens. He had one. nobody. The team was rehauled because LeBron, as much as I like LeBron, he leaves teams in a shit show when he leaves. Okay. So is, guess, that because, is that because he, is that because he uh think about it. Is he that cleared because he, cap space on the Lakers by getting Nance and then he, he literally set this yes, up. Yes, I so I, I really think he is I think he really just doesn't give a damn about a team when he's going to leave, man. Like, he really just sets them up for failure, and that's what he did to Kyrie. And he didn't know it was going to be Kyrie's team, but then Kyrie was there, and, you know, then they're kind of left with nobody, and Kyrie was hurt what? Um, he was hurt a couple of years. For, well, he kind of stays injured. He, he did, No, he had, like, a bad foot. Yeah. Because that's what kept him out. Like, so, I mean, realistically, you never too. saw Kyrie's team or Kyrie build a team with the Cavs. You never really saw that. And then LeBron came, and everybody's like, ooh, LeBron's the hero. But And that's the year Kyrie was healthy. So it's kind of like, well. See, I, I, believe, I just think Kyrie isn't the kind of guard you build around. Kind of like Derrick Rose. Yeah. Like, you really couldn't build around Derrick Rose because nobody is going to want to sit in the corner and wait for the ball. Wait for the ball. Because he's so ball-dominant. That's why players like Rajon Rondo, um, Lonzo Ball would be pretty good with LeBron because they they won't dominate the ball. They like to get the ball out. And one, neither one of them can shoot. So, well, Lonzo can, I guess he can spot up shoot. But I'm interested to see how his shot looks. Yeah. Because I know know he's supposed to be working on it. Yeah, but like, he covers his eyes. Like, I I just don't understand his shot. Like, you cover your face, you can't shoot consistently. Well, it was because he used to always go right. And he couldn't get a shot off to the right, so what he did is started bringing it across his body to the left to still get a shot off. Yeah. And it's just been the way he's always shot. I feel like um, I feel like that just creates a really streaky shooter. Yeah. It's never gonna be consistent. But man, at UCLA, he was really, he was really. He, I want to know what what changed as far as his mindset goes. Like I, I feel like it's between the ears. That's why he missed so many shots. Like, yeah. cause he's he shot like that his whole life. So it's not like he has a new shot. He's not shooting from a, a different spot on the court. I mean, the, the three-point line is different. But he was taking jumpers. I remember a game-winner he made from NBA range while he was at UCLA. So I, I just feel like it's between the ears. He's heard so many people say that he can't shoot. And he's starting to believe it. Yeah. There's also an interesting thing where, like, LeVar came out and said, you know, they baby him. And that's why he's kind of playing the way he is instead of just getting in his head. And, you know, just kind of yelling, yelling at him and being like, man, you got to start making these shots. You suck. 
instead of just saying like, hey, everything's gonna be okay, you're gonna, yeah. you're okay, you know. He said he doesn't react well to being babied. So. But he has that, he kind of has like that kawaii personality, how yeah. it looks like he like bottles everything in. Yeah, and I would he say could that. like just combust like Kawhi has done as far as like wanting wanting out with the Spurs. But I just feel like I feel like Lonzo Ball is going to take a major step forward this year. Um, Kyle Kuzma, I think he he stays all where he is as far as like progression. People have to realize Kyle Kuzma was a, a senior coming out of Utah, while basically this is going to be what. Alonzo Ball's junior year of college. So yeah. he, he still has a lot of room. And he was hurt road. his sophomore year, essentially. And yeah. some of his freshman year in UCLA. I just feel like... I just feel like... Not his sophomore year, but his first year in the yeah, league. Yeah, first year in the league. Being his sophomore year. Because he missed he a was, bunch of games. And then he, then he has, like, the torn meniscus now. Yeah. Um, so they say. So they say. Yeah, they just yeah. said so he would get treated. Yeah, he just lost the fight with LeBron. But, you know... I can't see anywhere... Trade anyone trading for Kawhi, like just because the Spurs are gonna want so much for him. So much, yeah. And I mean, who's to say he comes back the same, no matter what his injury was or if it's true or how yeah. bad it really was? But I just see the Spurs breaking up, breaking apart. So they they're gonna try to try to rob somebody because they they're losing Tony Parker. Uh, Manu, Manu Ginobili could be retiring. They lost Kyle Anderson to the Grizzlies, and they, they just have a lot of holes now. And I feel like they're going to try to trade Kawhi. They're more likely to trade Kawhi now that free agency is shaking, shaking up the way that it is. Who do you see most likely to get Kawhi? And if nobody trades for him this year, where do you see him going next year when he is a free agent? So I feel like he goes to the Clippers. Think so? He wants to be in LA. But you really I, believe the whole he wants to be in LA, but he doesn't want to be under LeBron's shadow? No, I don't think I don't think that's the truth. But I think I just I just I, feel like I could see him not being the type. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. But I could see him not being the type to want to be in LeBron's shadow because again, I don't I don't see people liking to play with LeBron because again, you get blamed for everything when you don't win. But LeBron seems to never catch that backlash. It's always, well, it's somebody else's fault. But, you know, if Kawhi is as good as people think and you've got LeBron, the best person in the league, and Kawhi, top five player in the league, that should automatically be a championship. But right. if it never happens, it's never going to be LeBron's fault. It's going to be Kawhi's fault. So See, I, just, I, I believe my bad. I, I believe Kawhi's personality isn't really a he, – he isn't an alpha yeah. Well, I don't know. I cuz I I feel like the reason he wants to the Spurs cuz San Antonio, the city can't get players to come there. Yeah. He wants help. He don't want to have to do it by himself. Um so I, I could see him going to LA, but I don't know. Nobody grows up saying they want to be a Clipper. Like nobody grows up wanting to be a Clipper. No. Not even Clipper Daryl is a Clipper anymore. <laughs> uh so I I I think I feel like that's a hard market to sell to with LeBron in LA. Yeah. Because now it's, you know, well, now you're automatically, even the if you're second, not playing, yeah, you're, you're second, second fiddle. Yeah. Like, you're automatically playing a LeBron shadow regardless. That's how they used to be. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like. You got Showtime Lakers back. Nobody cares about anything else in LA now. I don't know why the 76ers want to hang on to Markel Fultz. Because I would quickly give up Fultz. Just because it, he's a, a, a head case to me. Because, like, his shooting motion was a 
was like in his head. He had like the yips or whatever. Yeah. And that could come back at any time. And I just feel like he's a liability. Because you, you, why do you need him when you have Ben Simmons as your as a guard of the future? Yeah, seriously. I I don't know. I've never understood why they want to keep him. They're talking about you know how much he's gonna help this year, but no, he got so many DMPs in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't really. I don't understand. I would let him go for almost nothing. What else you want to touch on? Anything come to mind? Can you like edit these? No, 